listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business. I'm your host, Ty Brown. Now, this is the show where we help you start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year or more income. Today's guest is someone who's been marketing in the dog industry for decades. Stay tuned. I'm going to be right back with Adam Katz. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America. Where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands. Like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back, and today's guest is Adam Katz. So first of all, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ty. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I've actually, uh, for those that are listening, I'm really excited about today's interview. I've told this to Adam. Adam and I have become friends on Facebook, and we chat quite a bit about marketing and and life and whatnot. And I mentioned this to him once, but uh, it'll probably make him a little bit embarrassed. But part of the reason I have my business today is because... It was probably about 11 or 12 years ago. I was working at a dog training company out in Boston, and I read this article about this dog trainer who had written an ebook and was making a ton of money online just selling this ebook. And sure enough, it was Adam Katz. And I was like, hey, I could do that too. There's, not, this guy's, there's nothing special about this guy. I could do the same thing. Sure enough, I couldn't. But since then, I've learned a lot about marketing and have tried to, to do similar things to Adam. So, so anyways, Adam, again, I know I'm embarrassing you here a little bit, but part of my business is in direct relation to have learning about yours some time ago. Well, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. But, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, I have such respect for you and, and you've got such a great marketing mind that you've, you've gone off in your own direction and done things that I can't even imagine doing. So I bow down to your greatness. And so now that we've got the mutual admiration thing out of the way, <laughs> what next? Exactly. What next? 
What's next? Let's tell the people about yourself. Let's hear a little bit about who you are. What was it with that, uh, you know, that ebook and uh, and before that, there was even something before the ebook, wasn't there? Can you tell us a little bit about what your background is? Sure. Basically, I was a student at the University of California at Berkeley, and I got really involved in pro-Israel advocacy. And while on campus, there was a woman who was running a, a group, you know, running counter-protests to different issues and stuff. Yeah, Berkeley, not surprising. And I went over to her house for a meeting one evening, and her husband was an Israeli guy who had, as it turned out, a little dog training company in Berkeley, California. And I was just amazed. I didn't think it was possible that anybody can actually make a living doing this. And she said, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's basically, he's got so many clients, he's turning people away. And I looked at this and it was this, this guy, he could barely speak English. He had this little Toyota truck and he'd meet people at the park. And he was charging, way back then, he was charging a thousand bucks a dog and he had so many people, he was turning people away. And I thought, wow, this is what I want to do. Or if not what I want to do for the rest of my life, I think this is an important thing to know because, you know, it's something that's always going to be there. You can always fall back on it if you need to. And uh, you get to work outside, you get to call your own shots, the people are coming to you, you're the expert. So I looked at it and I thought, you know, this as a business model, it's got a lot going for it. And of course, I was, from the time I was a child, I was always fascinated with the different breeds and different types of dogs and what they were used for. I just never thought you could make a living at it. So fast forward, several years later, I had trained with, with other dog trainers around the country and had gone back to Los Angeles, where my family was from, had set up a dog training company called South Bay Canine Academy that became very successful. And after Several years of that, I loved working with the dogs, but I got really burnt out of working with the people. And I thought, you know, what can I do? I've got this, this knowledge. I've got this ability to transform dogs' behavior. How can I reach more people with it and at the same time get away from standing out in the hot sun and at my local park and working with, with some of these people? Because as you know, some people are just wonderful to work with, and then there's a lot of other people who are just, you know, basically a pain in the neck. So mm-hmm. um, I started looking around, and I thought, you know, publishing information products seems like a pretty cool thing. So I self-published a little book. At the time, it was – let me back up. Actually, first I started publishing a newsletter, and I did 12 issues of the newsletter, 12 monthly issues, and that was, was really well-received. That was called The Secrets of a Professional Dog Trainer Newsletter. And at the end of the year, I took all of that information, and I put it together into a book, and I started selling the book for, I think, twelve ninety five or fourteen ninety five. But after all my expenses and everything, I realized that in the shipping and the hassle, you know, I was, I was never going to get away from the daily grind just doing that. So I started learning more about marketing, and somebody said to me, you know, you need to package it together as a, as a course, as a kit. And so I started packaging that together and did a, a five audio cassettes and a, a little disc that they got and a cheat sheet and a whole thing, and I packaged that together. And that started selling really well, and we were selling it for $49.95, and it started selling really well. And then later, I added a five-DVD series and sold all of those for several years. And then later, all of that became digital. But before I even cut my teeth on selling to the consumer market, I looked at my local dog training business, and I thought, you know what? There are a lot of dog trainers who would love to be able to make the kind of money that I could make themselves. Because I was just you know, I was just a one-man operation. I was going out to my local park, so I had very low overhead. Yet I was consistently making you know, eight to $9,000 a month, which back then, when you know, that was real money back then. So um, I had put together this course. It was like a three-ring binder called How You Can Make $8,000 a Month or More Training Dogs in Your Neighborhood Park. And I started selling those nationally across the nation, running ads in various dog publications. 
And dog trainers, a lot of dog trainers who are still working today, in fact, bought that course and learned to use the same techniques that I was, I was using to make a, a very, very comfortable living training dogs. And so when you were selling these products, that kind of gave you the freedom to shut down your local business and, and travel the world, right? Yeah, it, it did. What I did was I hired a company to handle the customer service and do the, the shipping. But there was a certain point where the thing about the internet is that it goes through evolution. So every 18 months or so, it changes and you have to either adapt or die. And sometimes sometimes you have no choice, you just have to adapt. And so one of the evolutions that it went through was that, I, and I may be partially responsible for it because I did a, a series of interviews in the internet marketing niche. And I think it kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to, you know, doing something similar to what I was doing, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing a lot of competition popping up, and they were selling just purely digital products. So from there, and the fact that I was living in Costa Rica at the time, we decided to stop selling the physical products, digitize everything, put it on our our membership site, which is dogproblems.com. And that way, people can sign up, they buy the book, and then they get 30 days free access to all of the membership features, which are basically all of the physical products that we used to sell. We put it all on dogproblems.com. And that's for the consumers. For the professional sector, we took that three-room binder course that I was selling, the how you can make $8,000 a month training dogs in your neighborhood park. We took all that information and we put it on a separate website called Dog Trainer Club, which professional dog trainers can access. So we kind of separated the two, the two markets, one for the consumers, just the average Joe who's got a dog and he wants to know how to use the same techniques that I use to get results. And then the other one, dogtrainerclub.com, for people who wanted to learn how to make a living running the business the same way that I was doing in the 90s. And what I want to do is, like I say, a lot of people would love the idea. You know, I mean, there's whole magazines and, and books dedicated to the idea of sitting on your tropical island while your business runs elsewhere. And so it was something that you've done. And you did it, you know, from what I understand on the back of measuring your marketing and things like that. I want to talk about that in a second. But first, I'm sure people are curious. I know you lived a variety of places. Where did you live while, while you were kind of, you know, living this internet lifestyle? I lived, first I, I moved to Texas and realized that Texas has a lot of things going for it, but it, uh, it had something else. It had my ex-wife. So <laughs> after a while, <laughs> I realized I wanted to get away from that. I moved to Costa Rica. I had a, an internet marketing buddy down in Costa Rica, and he said, you know, it's pretty cool down here. So I moved down to Costa Rica and lived there for a couple of years. Met a woman working for Western Union at the time, who a Colombian woman who ended up uh, becoming my wife. And then we lived in in Costa Rica a bit more, and then moved to Panama City, Panama, and lived in Panama for close to a year, and then moved to Bogota, Colombia for about a year, and lived in in Bogota before deciding to come back to America. And I was fortunate because I had an opportunity to meet and train with dog trainers in each of those countries, which was fantastic. That's awesome. And so that kind of fast forwards us to today where you've decided, okay, I've got this digital company, you know, where people from all over the world can gain access to what I know and what I excel. But I think it's time to start a new company. Why did you start a new company here in the past year? Well, for better or for worse, I've been always seduced by the idea of of the multiple streams of income, you know, Mm -hmm. and and being able to diversify, you know, where your, your money's coming from. And I do question that at sometimes at certain points because it does seem that a lot of the people who are super successful, way more successful than, than I am anyways, focus on just one thing. So I think there is value to focusing on just one thing, but nonetheless, I'm a short attention span individual. <laughs> so we decided to settle on Reno, Nevada for 
a number of reasons. People think Reno, they, they think of casinos and the dirty downtown area. But actually, once you get outside of the, the downtown area, Reno is actually a very nice place to live. And it's got close access to the Bay Area and to Vegas and all kinds of other stuff. And um, once we decided that we were going to stay here for good... I thought, well, it makes sense to open up a local dog training business because everything kind of fits together. I can use the local business to create content for my online ventures. I could use the strength of my my newsletter at dogproms.com that goes out to 66,000 plus dog owners internationally and I can I can leverage that to build the local company. And it just seemed to make sense. It just and you know, I wanted a way to kind of keep my hand in in the dog training in the local dog training scene and so that made a lot of sense to me. Now, as you've been building this business, and you started it when? Was it February or March of this year? Yeah, they're about. Okay. And for those that are listening to this later, you know, we're in July now, so this has been, what, four or five months or so? Right, right. Okay. And so you and I have been kind of chatting throughout that whole time, so I've seen the process that you've done to start this business, and what you've done is so, you know, kind of A to B to C, nuts and bolts type thing, but I think there's a lot of things that you've done that a lot of folks overlook, whether they're starting this, you know, they're starting a business themselves or whether they've been in business for 10 years. And so the first thing you did was market research, correct? Correct. Correct. And I think a lot of people overlook that. Can you tell me a little bit about what the market research was? I mean, what did it look like? What did you do, et cetera? Well, first we looked at the local scene and we had to figure out, you know, how competitive was it? And it, it seemed like there were a couple of very good dog trainers in the market, but there wasn't an abundance of really strong, strong players here. There weren't, there weren't people who were just you know, hitting it out of the ballpark. So number one, that was a really good thing. And then number two, I have a guy who works for me for dogproblems.com who is a genius with Google AdWords. And you can tell a lot about your marketplace by doing AdWords research, keyword research, and figuring out what people in your local market are searching for. So mm-hmm. if you look at the number of searches compared to the population, you can get something something of an idea as to, you know, whether or not there's opportunity in your local market or in any market for that matter. I will say though that it's, you know, you have to balance market research versus, you know, where do you want to live? And I, I will be completely honest with you and say that if I was only looking at a place to start up a dog training business, I probably would not have picked Reno. There's far better markets to start up a dog training company in than Reno. That mm-hmm. being said, um, picking a smaller market like Reno does have certain advantages. You know, the, the media buys are much cheaper. It's a smaller city, so you, it's easier to get your name out and develop a reputation. And people kind of know, you know, everybody else in the area and know what they're offering. And so you have that advantage versus working in a city like Los Angeles that's just you know, huge and massive. You might be well known in your your local neighborhood, but there's somebody on the other side of town who's never even heard of you, just because it's such a massive market. So there's there's pros and cons to both. So I like I say, you're four or five months in, and from what I know, you're already you know successful with this business. You've already got a lot of clients. Let's reverse engineer a little bit further. So you've done the market research. What's the next step in you building this business? The next step for me or the next step just in a general sense? What did you do? Yeah, what was the specific step that you took once you recognized, okay, this market can sustain a business that's going to make me you know, at, at least X amount of dollars. What's your next step? Well, I think at this point in time, at this point in history, the first thing that you have to do when you're starting up a dog training company is that you have to establish a web presence. And the way that I've always found to do that most successfully is that we need to look at the people who really know how to sell 
in print. And these are the, the people who know about copywriting. They know how to use words to press emotional hot buttons to make people take action. And so the first step is getting your website set up and not just any website, but getting a website that's built around those direct marketing principles so that you don't just have people coming to your website, but you have people coming to your website and you're converting that traffic in order to get them to take action. So that, that's the first step. Let me interrupt you real quick. We need to go to a break. When we come back, I want to examine that with you. What are these direct marketing principles? What are these copywriting principles that, that encourage people to buy or encourage people to reach out? So, so folks, stay with us. We'll be right back with Adam Katz. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back, and uh, we're talking with Adam Katz, founder of DogProblems.com, and we're talking about his kind of process that he went through in starting a new business here in the last four to five months and how he's already had success with that. And one of the things that Adam was just mentioning before the break was creating a website based on direct marketing principles, including copywriting. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that means for your site and what that means for other folks that might be listening that need that for their website? Sure. In my opinion, it's all about conversions because if I get a thousand people a day coming to my website, but only one of them actually picks up the phone and calls me, that's not as good as getting 10 people a day come into my website, but five of those 10 pick up the phone and call me. So first, as dog trainers and business owners, we need to learn the techniques to get people to pick up the phone and, and call us. And the answer to that question that I found is direct response marketing. So once you learn how to push the emotional hot buttons of your market, in this case, the average dog owner, and, and really speak their language, so you're matching your message to the market. That's how you unlock the key to greater wealth and, and greater leads and greater client, greater signings of clients. So we set up the website, we engineer it so that we get people to call, and then we start getting traffic to that website and converting leads. Once they're calling, I break it down into three basic steps. Number one, get them to call, get them to pick up the phone and call by searching for your website. And then when they call, Selling them on the idea of the free consultation because in my experience, it's much easier to sell somebody face-to-face -face than it is trying to sell them over the phone. 
Mm-hmm. And once I sell them on that free consultation, then they've gotten in the car, they've demonstrated that they're motivated because they've taken the time out of their day to drive down and meet me. And then it's much easier to, to sell them face-to-face. And so that's kind of the formula that I've had for my success. I think the brilliance is in the simplicity because a lot of folks are just kind of, you know, the fields of dream strategy, you know, if you build it, they will come and they just throw something out there. Instead, you're looking at them in a scientific way like, A, you know, let's make a, a website that has items that will help it convert. B, let's get traffic to it. C, let's take that traffic through a process to where it converts into a sale. Would you mind sharing some of the things that you could put on a website, whether it's copywriting or other features of a website that encourage people to call? Sure. I think it's more than any specific thing. I think that it's stepping back and adopting this general broader philosophy that you're going to be comfortable with testing things. Because what may work for me in my market may not work for you in your market and vice versa. What you need to be successful in this business is you need to look at the business and say, okay, I'm going to test this. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to test something else. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to test something else. But here's the way testing works is that I might test something and then I'm going to measure the response that I get from that test. And then I'm going to tweak it to see if I can improve the response that I get from that test. So, for example, I might put at the top of my website, we can train any dog, right? And then I run that for a week and see what kind of response I get. And then I might switch it to be, we can train your dog and then see what kind of response I get from that. So maybe with the headline, we can train any dog, I get five responses. And from the headline, we can train your dog, I get three responses. Then I say, okay, I've got my control piece. That's we can train any dog. Okay, that's the one getting the five responses. So I need to keep testing different headlines to see if I can beat my control. So maybe I'll try, is your dog trained? Again, I'll run that for a week and see how that does compared to my, my control piece that gets me five, five responses. And then maybe I'll try something else. Maybe I'll try, get your dog to listen to you. And let's say that pulls you know, eight responses instead of my other control piece, which did five. So I'll run that for a couple of more weeks to make sure it wasn't just a fluke. And if I'm consistently beating my control, then that becomes my new control. So you're kind of playing a game with yourself to see what you can test to find something that gets you good response. And then you're tweaking that to see if you can get better response from it. So it might be tweaking the headline. It might be tweaking your offer. It might be substituting this testimonial for that testimonial. And by the way, if if you want a really great resource, check out anything that's written by Dan Kennedy, D-A-N. Kennedy spelled common spelling. And he did specifically two books that you can look into. One of them is, I can't remember the exact name, How to Craft a Sales Letter. And then the other one was called like, or, or the ultimate sales letter. And the other one was called the ultimate marketing something, something. You'll figure it out if you go to Amazon and look under Dan Kennedy. But they're both fantastic templates and they really break down the steps that you need to go through to really tune up your marketing. Yeah, in fact, I own both of those books. They are both great. Now, let me ask you this. Do you test them all at once? Do you test one thing at once? I mean, you mentioned, okay, let's test a headline. Let's test a testimonial. Let's, you know, I'm sure you could test where you put the opt-in box for people to request more information, where you put your phone number. Is it a good idea to test several things or do you just do one thing at a time? Well, you, you really can only do one thing at a time because if you're doing several things at a time, you're not going to know, you know which change you made affected what. And that's also the hard part about all of this is that you test something and then it takes time to wait 
to, to track that response, you know, how well it did, before you can either change it back or try changing something else. So there is a process to this that does take time, and I haven't found a way, you know, really around that, because there, in the way that I view it anyways, there's only so many things you can test at one point before you're just, you know, miserably lost. Now, that being said, there are things, at least online, that you can do that, for example, Google has a feature that you can, you can do like an A-B split or an A-B-C-D-E split where it'll, it'll automatically change the headline or change any element on your website every time somebody visits. And then you put in a little bit of tracking code, and that way you can figure out, you can run multiple tests at the same time. And if you filter enough traffic through your website, you can be testing three or four things at the same time. So that you can do that in certain contexts and other contexts you can't. Like, for example, testing a certain price point. So when people come through your door and you meet them for the the free in-person consultation. You know, I've tried different price points. I tried going up, I tried going down, I tried to figure out where that sweet spot is where we're making the maximum amount of money and still converting the maximum number of people. Now, let me ask you this. Let me play devil's advocate for a second because I know somebody listening to this, I know there would be some people listening to this that would say, oh, that sounds like too much work. Test this, test that. Why do that when I know my market? You know, I've been training dogs or I've been working with people or, or whatever. I know them. I know what they want. I don't need to test things. What would you say to somebody like that? Well, you don't. Look, I mean, I've been in this, this industry for close to 25 years now, and I've engaged in, in selling through print, which, you know, selling through print is the most difficult way to sell because you're not there face-to-face. You're not even talking to them on the phone. You have no vocal tonation or voice inflection that you can rely on. It's very, very difficult to sell something through print where they, they come to your website or you send them a letter and they read it and you convince them through words on a piece of paper or on their screen to reach into their pocket and pull out their wallet and send you money. And so, you know, I'm pretty damn good at that. And even as good as I am, I still have to test everything I'm doing with this local business. So it's just everything's different. And, I mean, you can throw all kinds of spaghetti on the wall, but only a certain amount of it's going to stick. And that's why you have to test because you don't, you don't specifically know. And I mean, you could just say, oh, I know, but then you're spending your money and then sitting at home and your phone's not ringing. So I think anybody, anybody in their right mind is going to say, you know, I'm going to do this and I have to test. Now, you may say, okay, I'm going to run this ad and hey, it worked pretty well and I'm not going to do any more tests because, you know, I'm, I'm getting three or four clients a month from this little ad that I'm running and why, why mess with it? But, you know, my philosophy is why sit on three or four clients a month where maybe I could change one or two words and instead of getting three or four clients a month from that tiny little ad, I can get like 10 or 15 clients a month from that, that little ad. So that, that to me seems like a much better investment of my time than just, just saying, oh, I know everything. And so, you know, we've got just a couple minutes left. And in those couple minutes, I want to get a, a couple, pull a couple more ideas out of your head here. Because like I say, in the last four or five months, you've tested a lot. You've tested various things on your website. You've mentioned how you've tested different online ads. You've tested your sales process where how you pitch your program and the pricing that you do. What are some other things that you've tested, you know, in these first four to five months that have made it to where you've already got a big book of business? You know, every market will be a little bit different because, you know, in this market, for example, it seems like a lot of the other dog trainers have done a really good job of getting the veterinary clinics 
pretty locked up. And I, you know, I'm still attacking the vet clinics because it's important to get in and establish relationships, but it's taking a little bit more time to get established with the local veterinary community here than it did, for example, when I was doing it in the 90s, just because there was less competition. And you know, back then, people didn't know about you know, offering the free bite prevention seminar, which I talk more about on my website, dogtrainerclub.com. So it's just every market is different. That being said, one of the things that kind of bothered me when I was running my company in Los Angeles and back in the 90s was that I had really great relationships with the veterinary clinics, but I thought to myself, God, what happens if one day some guy shows up, he's a dog trainer, and he's as good of a trainer as I am, but he's a little bit better looking, or he has a little bit better personality, or you know, the local vets who are sending me leads, they just like him a little bit more than they like me, and they stop sending me leads. You know, so I'm a little bit paranoid about that. So, you know, of course, it, it never happened, but, and I never exclusively relied on the vet clinics, but it got me thinking when I started this company here, I was like, you know, I don't want to be dependent upon anybody. So I like marketing methods that kind of fly under the radar, you know. So if I run a, a, a radio advertisement, everybody who's running the radio advertisement or TV advertisement, everybody, all of my competition, they see what I'm doing. So I like things that are a little bit kind of under the radar where people don't really know what the heck I'm doing. So one of the things that I've been testing is postcard marketing, which we, you and I have talked about a lot. And it's very promising at this point. I've got, I've got some more tests to do, and I'm going to be rolling out another campaign this week. But the response that I've received has been strong enough that I know with a little bit of tweaking, I can really, really tune this in and make it a, a very strong source of, of leads. And the nice thing about postcards is that none of your competition knows what you're doing. So you're targeting a specific area, a specific neighborhood, for example, or a specific part of your city, and you're delivering these postcards directly to their mailbox, and then they're getting the postcard and they're calling you for that free consultation. You're not reliant upon Google. You know, it doesn't matter if Google changes their algorithm and next week, you know, your website's not ranking where it was. You're not dependent upon the veterinarians, whether they like you or they don't. I mean, you're in complete control. And it's a type of marketing method that once you test it, you can test it for, you know, a very small small amount of money, you know, four to eight hundred bucks to get to, you know, a thousand to twenty five hundred houses. Mm-hmm. And if you can figure that out, then you can roll that out, which is another thing that's really nice about this kind of marketing. It's like, okay, we hit a thousand homes and we got, you know, let's say five clients from it or ten clients from it. It was working really well and we've tweaked it. We sent out to another thousand homes. You know, we've really got our message down. We've we've got our our headline working, our offers really good. We really feel like we've maximized what we can do, the, the conversions, the percentage that we're getting. So every thousand people, we know that we're getting five or six clients from it. Okay, now what happens if we send out to, instead of a thousand households, we send out to 10,000 households. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, suddenly you're in a situation where you may have way more business than you, than you can handle. And still, your competition is going to have very little idea as to you know, what you're doing and what's going on. So I love that kind of, you know, fly beneath the radar kind of, kind of marketing. That's awesome. And for, for those that are listening to this, my big hope here is that you have a different look at testing, you know, a different look at saying, okay, here's what I've been doing forever, or here's what I've been doing since I just started my business. What can I test? What can I tweak so that, uh, you know, so that we can see if we can get different results, you know, and, and improve our results. Because at the end of the day, whether you're a dog walker, dog groomer, dog trainer, that's what we do in our skill. You know, we're always trying to get better at dog training. We're always trying to get better at dog walking or whatever the case might be. But it's important as well to refine our marketing message the same way we refine our message to the dogs. So 
Well, awesome. So if folks want to get in touch with you or, or check out what you're doing, what are the websites where they can find you? Well, if you're a professional dog trainer and you want to learn how to use the techniques that I used back in when I had my company in Los Angeles, check out dogtrainerclub.com. If you're a professional dog trainer or just a just a dog trainer in general or you're maybe you're a dog walker or a dog groomer, but you want to learn more about how the dog's mind works and how to get maximum results in minimal time with your own dog, check out dogproblems.com. Also, I should say, if you are a professional dog trainer and you want to help your search engine ranking, contact me through my, my local dog training site. It's Cats Trains Dogs. That's K-A-T-Z, Cats Trains Dogs. And we'll let you put up an article on our site with a link back to your site, which will help your, your website's ranking because Google looks and says, okay, which websites are popular? And your website must be popular if you've got a lot of other websites linking into your website. And so it'll make your website rank better. So we'll do that for you. If you send me an email, we'll get you set up, have you put write a little article for us, put it up on, on our website. We'll do the same for your website. We'll have a little reciprocity thing going back and forth. So we help each other because it only helps improve your search engine ranking. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is a lot of great information. I hope folks take it seriously and start testing more more things in their business. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. And for those that are listening, if you'd like to uh, listen to any of our other episodes, go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Six Figure Dog Business, and we'll chat with you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>